Today we're going to review an article that was published in Psychology Today uh, about an interesting, fascinating right. potential treatment for one of the most serious, mo most concerning uh, mental health conditions uh, that, that we have right now, uh, schizophrenia. Right. Years ago, maybe two years ago now, you and I, oh, we, we've seen many children who have explosive outbursts, right. rage attacks, impulsive aggression. Several years ago, we, we just, out of the blue, um, said, because you were, you were doing some nutritional mm -hmm. uh, studies, and we talked about the ketogenic diet right. because it's our, one of the hypotheses that we pursue is that explosive outbursts are subcortical discharges. Correct. Okay. There's some evidence back in the 70s that mm -hmm. these are subcortical, almost seizure-like activities, right. but they occur at a subcortical rather than cortical level. Right. Which is why we can't measure them when we look right. at EEGs Normally and things EG. like that. Mm -hmm. by the time those, by the time that it, those electrical volleys reach the cortex, you're you're never sure, quite sure where they're coming right. from. So it's been hard to localize. Um, so it's pretty theoretical, but we know that the ketogenic diet. Before we say that, and they've been very difficult to treat. Right. The 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 problem with the, with rage attacks is they've been very difficult to treat. Right. Uh, with medication. Mm -hmm. And so one day we were talking about, I wonder if the ketogenic diet, because the ketogenic diet, since the 1920s, mm -hmm. we've known that the ketogenic diet is effective in treating intractable epilepsy, right. okay, that doesn't respond to medications. So we know there's some connection, and we thought, wow, I wonder if the ketogenic diet could be used for these kids with explosive outbursts. Right, and, and one of the reasons we, we kind of uh, steered in the direction of that hypothesis mm -hmm. is because the primary medications used to treat those kinds of explosive outbursts in, in kids um, and teenagers is the anti-epileptic, right. um, Depakote, and you know, those um, medications that are also used for, for, for seizures, right. they're used also for, for these outbursts. Yeah, and, and for kids who, who where medication didn't work, right. um, physicians would frequently move to the ketogenic diet right. uh, because it seemed to have some ameliorative mm -hmm. effects. Um, symptom reduction. Right. Okay. So we thought, wow, I wonder if it would work for these kids. Mm -hmm. Very hypothetical. Right. Um, sort of. Um, maybe it would. Right. Good empirical question, but it was at that time we discussed it with a few physicians, mm -hmm. and it didn't mm -hmm. seem to get much traction. Right. Well, lo <coughs> and behold, here we are, two or three yeah. years later. Yeah. And there is some research. In fact, it was at about the same time that you and I were discussing it back right. in 2016 and 2017 that a physician from McLean Hospital mm -hmm. actually used it with uh, patients with schizophrenia, right. uh, two patients with schizophrenia. So that study was just reported for some reason. Yeah, um, he did, delay. did the research a couple years ago, but it, it's just starting to make its way into the, right. to the literature today. Yeah, and, and so the, there's a couple of really fascinating aspects of this because um, that, that I think we should touch on very quickly, but mm -hmm. as we get into the, what this result, what the results of this sort of suggest, right. and that is, you know, when we think about schizophrenia, again, we're talking about a, a biological uh, brain-based. Yeah, we know it's a. We know that schizophrenia is a brain-based disorder. Right. There's no, there's no question about right. that anymore. Um, okay. While it's not diagnostic, you can look at the brains of uh, people with schizophrenia, and mm -hmm. there, there are some yes. structural, functional, chemical, chemical differences right. between. Uh, their brain and um, what we would call like a typical normal brain. Right. Um, but the the really fascinating thing in, in my mind is that 
you know, when we look at schizophrenia and, and actually some of some of the other conditions that we think about with mental health um, as well, um, all of our all of the knowledge that we have, all of the the medications that we prescribe right. and have created over the past uh, sixty or seventy years or so, um, have come from an accidental discovery. Right. Back in the early nineteen fifties, they mm-hmm. accidentally discovered that some antihistamines. Uh, that were used post-surgical right. um, procedures were effective in calming people down and helping mm-hmm. to, to you know, calm some of that agitation and irritability, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, and things like that. And from there, they started pro- um, producing and creating antipsychotics right. um, that were the original ones called the, the typical antipsychotics. And so w- we, we have this, um, it's called the hyperdopaminergic hypothesis right. um, that we, we use to describe schizophrenia, thinking that there's too much dopamine in their brains. But that has held since the 1950s and not held because we've done all this magnificent research to suggest that, yes, in fact, these people do have too much um, uh, dopamine. It's just because we've just continued to do that. And so this study, I think, is fascinating because now we're starting to introduce some other metabolic and other uh, potential etiologies for uh, schizophrenia and some of those, um, and, and as we'll talk about, some other mood disorders as well. Right. Uh, the medications that we that have been developed right. for schizophrenia, for anxiety, for mood disorders, particularly depression, um, have, they really, they are effective in a certain mm-hmm. percent of the population, right. okay? Right. But they really have had limited right. um, efficacy. There are some recent studies with depressive antidepressants, mm-hmm. where if you if you consider the placebo effect, right. they're only effective with about ten or twenty percent right. of the patients used to treat. Exactly. Even with ADHD, which is in in a sense much easier to treat, mm-hmm. you're still only getting about sixty to seventy percent right. um, efficacy right. with those medications. Yeah. and uh, it's even it's far less with mm-hmm. with um, the mood disorders and anxiety right. disorders. It's it's been disappointing results, right. and so, and I've always been dis- uh, I've always been just discouraged by that. Right. by the fact that we, you know, in in cardiology and uh, mm-hmm. you know in, in all these other areas of medicine, we right. do this really intricate work to discover what medications, what type of medications, what type mm-hmm. of chemicals are really effective in, mm-hmm. in specifically treating what we're looking at. And in, in psychiatry, we just kind of, Psy- hey, this yeah. helps. Psychiatric disorders are so much more complex right. because the, the the target organ, the brain, right. is so much more complex. Right. I mean, exactly. you take heart, heart as a single muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the liver is a single organ, you know, mm-hmm. the, the cells mm-hmm. are the same. The brain has a thousand different kinds of neurons in it, mm-hmm. and hundreds of different chemicals. Right. And it's been very difficult to specify. We, right. We've tried. We right. call them designer drugs. Mm-hmm. We tried to become more specific with our treatments, but it's been, um, it's been, it's been um, frustratingly difficult right. because of the complexity of the brain. So we have these drugs. And there are two problems. One is that they have limited efficacy. Right. And and I'm I'm especially con- discouraged by the anti-epileptic, antidepressant medications right. because it takes so long mm-hmm. to know whether they're effective right. or not. You know, exactly. It takes weeks or months to know whether they're right. effective and then they don't work, so you mm-hmm. try another one. Um, but the other problem is side effects mm-hmm. um, because what, what happens, particularly with the antipsychotic medications, is you have this rapid weight gain right. that is associated. With the older antipsychotics like Haldol and, and those um, sort of drugs, right. you have uh, cognitive slowing and you tardive dyskinesia, dyskinesia. Mm-hmm. movement disorders because you 
the idea is if you have excess dopamine, you soak it up, you absorb it, but then if you absorb too much, then you get movement disorders right. like Parkinson's, that's what we see with Parkinson's. So you have limited, you have limited um, efficacy, right. and you have some pretty um, uh, significant right. side effects with many of these medications. Right. So there's this movement today toward uh, non-medical treatments right. of these disorders. Right. And we were very encouraged that ketogenic yeah. diet was one yeah. that holds some promise. So yeah. we wanted to report on what are they doing with it, what have the results been so far. Right, and, and perhaps it shouldn't be too surprising that, that we're seeing some of these studies come out because as we, you know, we, we have the one from Psychology Today posted, um, the author of the article is actually one of the um, researchers. One of the researchers. Um, yeah. But as we were looking into this, there's actually many more studies out there, all many over the more world. articles uh, from all over the world talking yeah. about the same thing, not just with schizophrenia, but with depression and bipolar disorder and some Anxiety, other Anxiety, right. right? Mm -hmm. and, it, and, and it perhaps shouldn't be <coughs> too surprising because for the past, 10 or 20 years or so, we've known that certain um, fatty acids, for example, omega-3, right. uh, for example, um, has been really effective and, and it's encouraged to be used uh, in people who, with agitation and mm -hmm. some irritability. It's been right. shown that um, omega-3 may help decrease the um, prevalence and intensity of psychotic symptoms even. Right. Um, right. And we've known that for the past 10 years or so. So. You know, when we look at the ketogenic diet, we look at, you know, we're talking about a diet that really decreases the, the number of carbohydrates right. and relies instead on you know, ketone bodies uh, as the primary fuel source for the, for the brain. Right. And when, when done correctly, and we'll talk about what correctly means in just a moment, right. <laughs> when done correctly, the ketogenic diet is going to give you a lot of really healthy, good uh, fats, including the, those omega-3s, right. that you, your body really needs to be uh, effective and uh, efficient in, in working mm -hmm. um, and you know, functioning. Right, right. Um, the keto, I'm not sure how, what we want to present first, but um, the study that Dr. Palmer did, mm -hmm. at he was at McLean Hospital, which is part of Harvard Medical School, so they have resources and sure. um, so this isn't coming out of yeah. alternative medicine or some right. odd place. This is coming out of one of the country's major research mm -hmm, centers. Mm -hmm. um, and he did a study with two patients, right. with two people in their 30s, a 31-year-old um, Which is a limitation. Woman. I mean, to be honest, you know. Right, but we're just we're, we're just beginning, started. right? Mm -hmm. And a 33-year-old male, and uh, both have schizophrenia. Both were overweight mm -hmm. because of medication side effects. Right. Uh, both have been treated for years. Right. And so he put them on this um, ketogenic diet, mm -hmm. and typically it's 80% uh, of your diet comes from fats, mm -hmm. um, about 10% from carbohydrates, 10% or less. And this protein thing is something we should probably discuss yeah. because the proteins are the sort of the, the variable here. Right. Um, they restricted their co um, carbohydrates to 30 to 50 grams per day, mm -hmm. which is pretty low. Right. I was in the hospital recently and had to have steroids mm -hmm. for some breathing treatments. And they put me on a, I guess it, it messes with insulin mm -hmm, steroids. Mm -hmm. And so they put, uh, they put me on a restricted carbohydrate mm -hmm. diet, 60 grams. Yeah. It was hard to do 60. Right. I was in a hospital, so it didn't matter. But th it doesn't take much to right. get to 60 grams. Right. I mean, you can mm -hmm. get there in a hurry. Right. And so 30 to 50 grams of carbohydrates is pretty low. Right. Okay. And so what you're doing is you're forcing your body to burn mm -hmm. fats. Mm -hmm. You're consuming fats and you're forcing. And so your major energy source right. 
comes from fats rather than carbohydrates. Right. And, and as you mentioned, the protein thing, the, the issue here is that you know, this is what differentiates a, a, a true ketogenic diet from something like the Atkins diet, where the Atkins diet, you, know, you, you can eat um, a, a, as much meat, you know, that's what, right. um, in essence. That's what they advocate, uh, you know, right. just eat as much meat as you can. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're cutting down the carbs, but you're, you're, you're <coughs> consuming a, a, a lot of protein. Right. Um, and, and there's some issues and concerns with consuming too much protein. And so, yeah, the, um, the, the typical uh, percentage that I, t I will go with or recommend mm -hmm. is 75-25. Uh, um, uh, so you have 75 um, from healthy fats, 20% um, uh, from, um, from protein, and about 5% from uh, carbohydrates. So you 75-25. Right. Okay. Um, and and that's, a, that's one that you can maintain uh, a little bit. Uh, easier, but, but getting started, you know, that's, that's, that's where you so 5% is really low. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but what that does is that also keeps your protein low enough to where, mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes if you're, if you're too low on protein, uh, your body will not go into the ketosis and you, you'll have some now, when problems. You, are you saying 25% right. of your total? Total caloric intake from protein. Okay, because... Um, you can also do a gram to kilo, yeah. kilogram ratio. Right. Um, I right. was talking to a guy the other day who said he eats one gram of, mm -hmm. I don't know whether it's carbohydrates, mm -hmm. for every kilogram, of, right. for, for every pound. Right. So he, he weighs 173 pounds. Mm -hmm. So he eats um, mm -hmm. a, a gram for each kilogram. Right. Okay. But you have to convert, right? And so, what is it? Uh, so, there's a oh, conversion 2 .2. that you'd mm -hmm. have to do. Okay, right. two point two pounds. Right. Um, you you would take right. You would divide by two point two. Right. Your okay. your weight by two point so, two. So, but it's important. And the reason we're fussing over this is that the protein is the important variable here because right. if you eat too much protein, right. Um, what happens? You, there's a so it's called gluconeogenesis, and so the the protein can be converted into converts glucose. To, it, 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 so it's just like you, you're eating protein or, or carbohydrates. Carbohydrates. Right, right. So so you have to be careful because you, this you thing could, called a keto keto flu. Right, and and then you can get yeah. that you get one of those side effects. Yeah. That, um, people talk about well, I felt like I had the flu. That's right. how they describe it mm -hmm. when I started the diet. You're probably consuming too much protein, mm -hmm. right. right? And it's easy to do. Especially if you're drifting toward an Atkins diet, right. you know, which is different than a ketogenic diet. Right, okay, right. so be careful of protein. Right. But what you want to do is you want to stop using carbohydrates, mm -hmm. or, and, and you want to start using fats right. as your major right. source of energy. Yeah, especially like um, uh, avocado oil and coconut Olive oil. oil. Coconut oil. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, those are those are really good uh, fats to consume. Right. Um, really. Yeah, when people talk about good fats, yeah. that's what they're talking about. Yeah. And if you think of the Mediterranean diet, which right. has fatty fish and right, right. nuts and you know the yeah. sort of fatty vegetables, avocados mm -hmm. and those sorts of things, that may be the benefit of the right. Mediterranean diet is you right. have a lot of good fat right. in your diet. So, so when when these researchers put their patient, these two patients, and then again, there's these other studies that have done similar right. with patients with <coughs> not just schizophrenia, but also bipolar disorder and, and depression and anxiety. Right. Um, they found that as they as their bodies began to function off of the ketone bodies, mm -hmm. as, as they were working through ketosis, right. um, many of their psychiatric symptoms began to remit. Right. Um, even though they, you know, these people had chronic 
mental health issues, right. um, the, these symptoms started to remit. Right. Um, and it's fascinating because we're not exactly sure what the mechanism right. is yet, uh, right. because again, it's a the the whole digestive process is incredibly complex, right. and at a molecular level, it's almost impossible to keep track of because there are so many pieces. Right. Oh, your yeah. brain, Absolutely. your parts of your brain, and parts of your gut, and parts of your small intestine, your large intestine, your all of your internal mm -hmm. organs, your mm -hmm. liver, and everything is involved. Um, so it's been very difficult to tease out exactly what is happening. Right. But what one of the most fascinating to me is that there is some um, hypothesized mechanism of the ratio between GABA and glutamate. Right. And this is something we teach mm -hmm. in our psychology courses right. all the time, that mm -hmm. GABA is the brain's primary inhibitory neurotransmitter. Right. Glutamate is the brain's primary excitatory neurotransmitter. Mm -hmm. They have to be balanced. And they have to be balanced. And so what it may do is it may push you, it may favor GABA mm -hmm. over uh, glutamate, okay? Mm -hmm. And that would be a fascinating finding because right. those are, those are. I mean, you can take GABA, you, Neurontin is a mm -hmm. medication right. that is, you can, you, you can increase it that way or you could increase it through diet. Right. You know, so there, there's yeah. maybe some benefit yeah. to going I, with a diet. I remember back in 2008 or 2009, I took a um, neuroanatomical dissection course at the mm -hmm. Mar uh, Marquette University right. in, mm -hmm. in, in Wisconsin. And um, I remember there was a lecturer there who said, um, he said, hold on, because <laughs> we, were, we were talking about schizophrenia. He said, hold on, because we, we had this dopamine hypothesis that we're, right. we've been working from, but everything is gonna start moving towards glutamate. Um, and he said that about 10 years ago. And what so it's moving toward glutamate. That they're, they're starting to, to look into and, and researching oh, medications. Instead of dopamine. Instead of dopamine, <coughs> looking at, at, right. at, at yeah, glutamate. Yeah, because it, I mean, what the drugs are doing is they're just changing the availability right. of existing neurochemicals, right. whether they're neurotransmitters or hormones. Right. That's what the drugs are doing, is right. they're just, well, it, this is what the this is what the ketogenic diet can do. Right. It can change the bioavailability right. of a, an already existing chemical in your brain, just like drugs do. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So, <coughs> people out there listening are probably thinking, look, only about one percent of the population has schizophrenia. Right. So, why is this important to me? Mm -hmm. well, let me tell you why. What this does is this is a very nice indication, very clear example of how critical, how important right. our nutrition and, and just our typical daily lifestyle mm -hmm. is to our overall mental health. Right. I mean, if you can, if you can, if you can manage um, or you can uh, affect uh, symptoms as severe as psychotic symptoms, which are, right. you know. The most. When you think about the medications that they use for, to, to stop psych psychosis, mm -hmm. the fact that a, you can change somebody's diet to, to elicit such a change, it, it just kind of blows your mind a little bit. It did. It, did. it really um, does. Right. And so, so to think that adjustments <clears throat> to your diet can make profound changes with that, mm -hmm. imagine what it can do if you're a person who struggles with, with anxiety or stress or that you have some, you know, you have periodic depressive episodes. I, I, imagine what just taking better care of your, your overall health through your diet and exercise and sleep habits, imagine what that can do to those symptoms. Well, I, it, it is alarming in a sense because when you think about 
the average diet, right? Um, particularly what children eat. Okay, mm -hmm. when you think about what a kid eats every day, starting with pancakes or waffles or cereal, mm -hmm. or those are all carbohydrates, and right. you put syrup on it, and you drink cocoa, and yeah. so you have. And people say, well, it's the sugar. It's probably not the sh not sugar. Sugar is a culprit, right? Okay, but it's part of a larger mosaic, right? Okay, and well, well we forget that. We forget that those simple carbohydrates that make up the pancakes and in the cereals and things like that—that that those simple carbohydrates are sugar. They're sugar. There's no other word I mean, for the, it. Sugar is a carbohydrate. It's a right. simple carbohydrate. I mean, it's the same. Right. You know, it functions in your body the same way. And then they drink sweet tea right. or soda. And how many kids are drinking soda all or day? Or they drink, or juices. Juice. You know, apple juice. Pre and all those things are filled yeah. with sugar. Right. And but it but but <clears throat> sugar's only part of the map. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think the large. If we th start thinking in terms of carbohydrates, if you imagine, if you would sit down and look at your child's diet, right. or look at your own diet, right. and say, okay, what percent of my calories every day, what percent mm -hmm. of my diet has carbohydrates, you could get up to seventy or eighty percent in a hurry. Right. I mean, well, if you eat a, a, a stack of pancakes for breakfast, a, typi a typical diet, mm -hmm. and I think especially for kids mm -hmm. who eat. French fries and you know that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, a large part of their diet is carbohydrates. Well, if carbohydrates are the enemy, mm -hmm. <laughs> which and they might be, right. it's no wonder that kids have trouble concentrating, right. have trouble you know sleeping, have trouble mm -hmm. and not doing anything. And then you add absolutely. you know all the electronics and all that stuff. So be careful about blaming one mm -hmm. thing. Right. But I think that it's probably worth looking at the right. diet that most kids are, are eating. Um, even um, young adults or mm -hmm. teenagers. Yeah. You know. But I think it's especially um, intriguing that we might be able to treat mood disorders, whether it's bipolar disorder, or depression, or anxiety, mm -hmm. with uh, just by changing a person's diet. Right. It doesn't have to exclude medication, but it could mm -hmm. be an interesting addition right. to your medication, especially if you're getting in, incomplete or um, no or minimal effects from right. your medication. Absolutely. Here's another. Um, here's another way to proceed. Absolutely. Okay. You have to be careful. You can't just. I yeah. mean, you probably ought to talk to somebody, either a dietitian or a call physician. here, talk yeah. to us. I mean, we we've been doing this for a few years, um, but but con consult with somebody right. and make sure you get the right because you you don't you don't want to mess around with that protein ratio. Right, especially if you have already had some <coughs> other medical issues like yeah. um, like diabetes and and some other heart. Conditions right. and stuff like that. You want, or in, especially if you're on other medications, yeah, you want to check with that your physician about that first. Right. Um, but generally speaking, you know, watch your diet, watch what you're consuming, watch mm -hmm. your, just be mindful of what you're fueling your body with, uh, because whatever you put into your body is what your body's going to use to function. And right. If you're putting in, you know, a poor diet, your mm -hmm. body's going to function poor. It's going to function poorly, as um, Dr. Korn said. It's like stubbing your toe every right. day. You know, you wouldn't want to do that. And by ingesting these large amounts of sugars and carbohydrates, mm -hmm. you're in effect stubbing your metabolic toe every day, right. your digestive toe. We need to have her back on the show. We do. She's written another book yeah. and she's done some more work. But the thing to remember about these disorders, whether depression, anxiety, even schizophrenia, ADHD, mm -hmm. um, these one of the things to remember is they're not just a chemical imbalance. Right. Okay, we used to, th you know, people say depression, well, you don't have enough serotonin. Mm -hmm. Or schizophrenia, you have too much dopamine. The, the, while all of that 
is true. It's it's not a sufficient right. explanation. It's probably they're probably contributing, but it's not a sufficient. Right. If it was just serotonin, everybody would respond right. to medication. Exactly. So there's something else involved, and it probably has something to do with um, your diet because sure. your brain chemicals are extracted from the foods that you eat. Absolutely, that's where they come from. Right. And so. Um, if you're eating the wrong foods, it's mm. going to affect your brain chemistry. So here's a way to maybe reverse that. Absolutely. So worth right. worth considering. Definitely. Give Definitely. us a call if you have questions. We'd be happy to talk to you. Definitely. So all right. Well, that is it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid. Mm.